0: Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions.
1: Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss. Disgust
0: and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. I'm gonna die here. Aren't you drinking?
1: I never drink. Why? Fucking dead bastard.
0: And now, introducing our hosts, the
1: gruesome
0: twosome, Mike,
1: Mike and, and Jeremy. Jeremy.
0: <laughs> we are of oh, Yeah, they're dead, they're all messed up. <laughs> Alright, we are fans of the dead. I'm Mike. I am Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Doing good, doing good. So we went a different route for this episode. Instead of picking whatever we wanted to watch, we gave you the choice to tell us what to watch.
1: So I put the poll up on Facebook and decided to do a little bit of a bracket challenge. You, the people, deadites, whatever. Deadites. We got well, we got to figure out something to call them, right?
0: Yeah, I, I think fans of fans of the dead is a little redundant. Yeah, it's true. Anywho, Anywho, we picked four movies.
1: So the four movies were Phantasm, the original Last House on the Left, Demon Knight, and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark.
0: Which I still have not seen. I have the DVD upstairs, still in its packaging. Yeah, and
1: that would have given you...
0: A chance to open it. It,
1: it, it would have, but you know what? Fans spoke differently. So, in our first round, we had Phantasm defeating Last House on the Left, 63% to 37%. Then Demon Knight took out Scary Stories by a whopping 71% to 29%. Ouch. But then in the end, Phantasm won overall.
0: 59%
1: to 41% over Demon Knight. That's
0: pretty close right there.
1: It is pretty close. Not bad. So, we're going to go back to the 70s. Back to
0: 1979, right?
1: 1979, yes. Directed by uh, Dan Coscarelli. Don Coscarelli, sorry.
0: Don Coscarelli.
1: Yes. Those Italians, they love their horror.
0: Yeah. Pretty good at it. Giallos means yellow. Yes. Because of the the pulp fiction books used to be printed (laughs) on like crappy yellow paper. Yeah. So, speaking of crappy yellow...
1: This is a recipe for disaster.
0: I was torn whether to make some kind of Drink that we would drink out of a sphere, but I don't have any chrome spheres lying around, so I figured we would dedicate this one to Angus Scrim, the tall man. So, for this drink, I wanted it to be a gross yellow to replicate his blood. Is it a gross yellow, Jeremy?
1: Kind of looks like orange
0: juice, but it's yellow. So, young. this is the tall man. I added a tiny splash of curacao to kind of give it a little nasty yellow ish hue. And then uh, basically just half parts orange juice and mango juice. A splash of orange soda to give it a little bit of a a kick, I guess. And, of course, 100-proof vodka to top it off. Here's to you, doll man. Cheers. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. A little strong. Strong enough to uh, pick up a casket by itself. <laughs>
1: But very good, though. I I recommend trying to make
0: this. Yeah, it's not bad. Kind of like a souped-up screwdriver.
1: Yeah, basically. That's essentially what it is.
0: Alright, so I guess now that we have our beverage, we can dive right into Phantasm. Spoilers ahead! When two brothers uncover the startling secret of the living dead following the murder of their friend, what seems like a horrible, unending nightmare becomes terrifying reality. A mortuary's embalming cellar is the site for supernatural evil, including a floating sphere with razor-sharp protruding daggers, which seeks out victims and drains the blood from their heads. As the brothers learn more and more about what is really going on at Morningside Mortuary, they get deeper into trouble. Until it may be too late to escape. Fantastic.
1: All right, well, so the movie starts out, as any great horror movie starts out, in a graveyard. Yes. So we, we see this, this couple, that are uh, doing the nasty on a...
0: They're having sex directly on someone's grave.
1: <laughs> and she was she was definitely a looker.
0: This is her first pair of boobs for the movie.
1: Yeah, that didn't take long at all. What was that, about, <laughs> about 30 seconds? If that...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh Tommy the guy getting laid he kind of look like a creep with a yeah. handlebar mustache
1: yeah so in the middle of that she just pulls out a knife and stabs him
0: oh yeah like, she was being penetrated so she returned the favor
1: so as he's dying it keeps it keeps kind of going to like a close up of like her face and then i guess we get introduced to the tall man
0: Now, but we don't know, like what that is. No, was was the tall man fucking Tommy? I don't know. (laughs) They don't really explain if those are two different people, or if tall man can shapeshift, or I I have no idea. It is just
1: girl face, girl face, tall man face.
0: That is one way to kill an erection.
1: Uh, It's true.
0: The Lady in Lavender.
1: (laughs) So after that, uh, we go to where we see the Morningside Mortuary, where they're at Tommy's funeral. I believe that's where uh, where we go to next. Yeah, we
0: meet all our our main cast. We meet Jody and Reggie, who are talking about how sad it is, um, because of Tommy's suicide.
1: What a way to end a trio.
0: Yeah, you know if you're going to commit suicide, you're really going to stab yourself in the gut. In a cemetery. So sad, but I guess this is two years after Jody and Mike. Mike is the main character of this movie. He's played by Michael Baldwin. Right. Although
1: we haven't, we haven't, we haven't got to him yet. Um, but uh, Jody goes into that's where we find out. Uh, Jody goes into the, like the vault room or whatever, and uh, goes to see his parents, who apparently have uh, passed away as well, two years ago. Yes. So as they go outside. We hear a motorcycle, like a like a dirt bike, in the distance.
0: A little little moped. It is a Hodaka Road Toad, <laughs> and, and that's where Mike makes his first appearance. He's yeah. uh, following Jody around. He was told to stay at home, and he's not listening. No, he's not.
1: He's not listening. So the bike, the bike, like
0: stalls out, and he falls over. And what a prick! He's just ripping around and, the cemetery right? in a moped. Yeah. No respect for the dead.
1: And then he hears, starts to hear. Like a little noise in the background, and see this little hooded dink, dink.
0: figure. Ding, <laughs> ding.
1: So for lack of better words, because they never actually came up with a term for these things, we are going to call them doinks.
0: Doinks, I like it. I think it's much better than uh, dwarves in hoods, <laughs> is which I have written down.
1: Well, they were mindful of the uh, things in Star Wars and the dinks in Spaceballs. Mm. So we're going to Ah, yes.
0: So uh, he actually got a little bit of shit done, that is. For replicating the Jawas, Jawas, I believe, from Star Wars. Mm -hmm. But this actually was in production before Star Wars came out. They both came out in 1979. So, just a coincidence to have children wearing hoods. Those were all played by kids. Star Wars actually came out in 1977. Fuck you. Just saying. How long did it take to make this
1: movie? Uh, I'm guessing they started filming in 78. Mm. Either way. Maybe he did copy. <laughs> so yeah, so now the, the, the kid's kind of like spying on the, on the funeral and everything. And I've, I think everything's just kind of like done with at this point. So he's kind of watching and we see the tall man basically just kind of steal a casket.
0: Okay. <clears throat> you kind of went right over one of the best quotes of the movie. So, as Jody is oh, oh, okay. looking at, at, yes, his, yep, at his parents paying his respects, he gets this giant hand on yep, his shoulder. Sorry. The funeral is about to begin, sir. We meet the <laughs> tall man. Now, the tall man, paid, played by Angus Scrim, 6'4. And what they did to make him look even taller was they put him in suits like three sizes too small, so all his limbs looked big. And he had these boots. With like three inch lifts, so essentially was six seven, and Jody was I guess he's pretty tall himself. Bill Thornbury, tall man was standing on a crate for that scene.
1: Yeah, and his reaction was pretty funny too. He's just like, oh, okay.
0: He's <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah, all right.
1: I can. Well, I'll always skip right over that. Um. So yeah. So funeral ends. And Michael's still watching in the distance, and so we see the tall man all of a sudden just, you know, walking with a casket and throwing it in a hearse.
0: Yeah, like it's no big deal. Like, it's a bunch of groceries when you try to grab every single bag to make it one trip. That's kind of how he treated the casket. Now, I know you've been a pallbearer. I've been a pallbearer. Those things are heavy, man.
1: Yes, they are. This one was apparently made of paper mache Makes it a little lighter. Yes. So... Either way.
0: Oh, and tall men, uh God rest your soul, I guess this advice is going to fall on dead ears. But um, lift with your knees. You're really going to throw at your back if you keep picking up caskets and not bending the knees. Come on. Yeah, you
1: know.
0: Lift with your knees, kids.
1: Uh, so after this, we see um, Michael goes, goes to this old house. It has like a sign outside. It's got a red, red hand print on it.
0: Every town has one of these houses. That old creepy witch house <laughs> that has that, you know, we have some sort of shady business here. Come yeah. on in.
1: He knocks on the door, rings the, rings the doorbell, whichever. This girl answers the door. Obviously knows who this person is.
0: Hi, Michael.
1: So this is where we learn that his name is Michael. She goes, oh, Grandma, Michael's here to see you.
0: Yeah, they never gave the girl a name, so I'm calling her Star Smile. Star Smile.
1: So basically, so he's he's afraid. He wants to talk to her because he's afraid that Jody is going to leave.
0: Right, yeah. He's got a, some abandonment issues. So he's obviously afraid that his brother's going to leave him. You know, he's 13 years old now, so his brother kind of thinks that he's old enough to live on his own. And his parents, still kind of a recent wound. Right. So. But I love
1: it. He's... He's 13. He'll be fine. You know, I'm just <laughs> going to ship him off to his aunt. That's fine. No like, nope. no, no, big deal. Yeah. You know, and so then she's basically trying to tell him that it's all in his head and all this stuff. So she makes this box just appear out of nowhere. Right. And he's like, whoa, how'd you do that? And then stick your hand in the box. Let's
0: right. Now, all of the grandmother's speaking is being done through the star smile check. Right.
1: Right. Because she's just sitting there in her John Lennon sunglasses.
0: And- <laughs> yeah, right. So put your hand in the box. Now, do you remember those haunted houses when we were like in elementary school and you put your hand in, you're supposed to feel something gross? I was always freaked out to put my hand in anything. Like, like what is in there? Like, is it razor blades? Really? No, they're not going to put razor blades in a box and tell children to stick their hands in there. But like, that's what I always thought. I was like, oh, I'm not putting my hand in there. <laughs> so he's like, "Ow, like, ow! It hurts! It hurts! It hurts!" And basically, the box trapped his hand in there. Right until so, basically, um, don't fear, Michael. Right, it's the fear that kills you. So, all in your mind. It's so a he, simple reflection.
1: Yep. So he pulled. He's able to get his hand out, and um, so he's kind of freaked out at this point. Just kind of grabs some crumpled money and like throws it on the table.
0: He throws and, it he, right onto the box, which then vanishes. Yes. So he leaves, and then they just. Like a bunch of assholes, just start laughing at him. Yeah, come visit it again, us again soon. And then, as soon as he walks out the door, yeah, the grandmother starts cracking up like she was just like <laughs> being a creepy old lady for no reason. <laughs> I was like,
1: what an asshole. So now we uh, we see Reggie again. So so Jody's out on his
0: what? So Star Smile goes up to the mansion. She's wearing a a white dress and she's carrying flowers, and she walks into the mansion. And we never see her again. Did I seriously miss that part? It was very quick. And I it, it doesn't get explained, so... Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Now, Ice Cream Man.
1: Ice Cream Man. Not David Lee Roth. Jody's on his porch. He's playing guitar.
0: Porch rocking.
1: Pretty, pretty well, I might add. You know, in his Rolling Stone shirt.
0: Yeah, so Bill Thornbury actually wrote the song that they're playing, yeah. Sitting Here at Midnight.
1: Yeah, so then... So then Reggie, I... Put him in my notes as ponytails. And uh, just pulls up with his acoustic. They start jamming again. Like, I actually kind of was hoping that scene would go a little bit longer because it sounded pretty good. And now he's deciding, you know, that he's going to, you know, he wants to leave. I think we cut over to uh, the, the, the Dunes. Dunes Dunes Cantina. Cantina.
0: And they're playing a cool, funky song. Yeah. So the music in this in this movie was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. So at first I was kind of thrown off because the piano kinda of makes it seem like it's an exorcist rip off. But a- then it exorcist, goes and Exorcist kind of, Halloween. Yeah, like kinda of, but then it's kinda of got that John Carpenter bass line kick yeah. in and yeah, I, I think it really the score was good, then they put in a few Yeah so other songs.
1: Jody picks up this blonde chick.
0: The lady in lavender.
1: I kept calling her Stabby Chick.
0: Stabby Chick. Stabby McStabs. Yeah, and mind you, Mike is outside spying on Jody. Yes, and he is
1: pissed. So they end up in the cemetery.
0: Because apparently in this town, the place to fuck is the graveyard. Well, you know. You know, I do have to admit, graveyards, if you respect the dead, are kind of peaceful places to hang out. Yeah. Mayhap I might have... Chilled a, a graveyard or two in my younger years. Yeah. You tend to get left alone.
1: Oh, actually, I did, the second time around, I did catch a girl goes to a crematorium, opens the door, light comes out, she screams.
0: Yep. And vanishes. Much like her game box.
1: Yes. He goes to that Dunes Cantina. They end up in the in the graveyard. And while Mike is spying on him, I think we, we come across some more doinks.
0: Yes, yeah, so we get the doinks, and... We get another shot of the boobs, yes. which was a really funny close-up because then they show Mike just like <laughs> cheesy grinning, like <laughs> spying it's fun.
1: So all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, Mike just starts screaming and just like runs full speed like by them. He's like, "What? What the heck?"
0: Coitus interruptus. <laughs> no, the when you have when you say "What the heck," you have to say it through panties. Because he has yeah, panties, got panties hanging out of his mouth, and he's like, what the heck? "Wait, wait here! It's my little brother. I think he's got some kind of problem."
1: <laughs> he's got some kind of problem. Sorry. So so um, so Jody chases after him. He finally catches him, and he's like, "You know what? Just like, just get out of here. Here, here's the keys to my friggin' like muscle car. Just like, yeah, I'll
0: walk. I'll walk home.
1: You're 13. Just like, just take my car."
0: Yeah, it, first he explains that, you know, he thinks he's being chased by these right. these things in hoods. And he says, they're little and brown and low to the ground. That was hilarious. And he's like, just get the fuck out of here. I'm, I'm going to go back to this chick. She's gone. She's waiting for me. How do you not get this?
1: Yeah, so yeah she, I just
0: left a, a woman <laughs> at midnight in the graveyard. She's going to sit there waiting for me.
1: <laughs> so then Mike, um, he, he has a dream like the next thing we kind of I make, would
0: call it a nightmare.
1: Dream nightmare. All right.
0: I guess nightmares are dreams too.
1: So and like the tall man is basically like standing like above his like headboard in a very creepyish way. Yes. And then the um starts getting attacked by hands. Yes, and just uh, eaten by he, zombies. Eaten by zombies. Yes.
0: Not a pleasant dream.
1: No, that would uh that would not be a pleasant dream. So then the next day he's kind of out and about like, busy, you know, busy, busy street. And we see Reggie with his ice cream truck. Yes. And then we see the tall man walking down the street.
0: Cool, slow motion, tall man walk.
1: It was. And then he, it actually, was pretty cool. Like, he stopped in front of the ice cream truck or behind the ice cream truck, whatever. And it was just with, like, the mist or smoke. Coming whatever. out of the Come back in. of the
0: ice cream truck, yeah. Yeah, that was He's, pretty cool. He seemed to enjoy that. He <laughs> yeah. lingered there. And did you notice Reggie seemed to not notice him?
1: He did. I mean, he didn't know. He did, right. He did
0: not notice. He did not notice. Which is very strange because he's unloading ice cream into the store. And this creepy huge guy is just kind of enjoying the coolness. It was very strange. It definitely shook Mike.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we're in there. I don't know if he's in the garage or not. But he's, he's working on Jody's car. Michael. Yes. So he's underneath. Here's a noise. The car starts shaking. So, if I'm working on a vehicle, which I don't, but if I were, and I was underneath it, and it starts shaking...
0: Yeah, I'd immediately get out from under it. I, I wouldn't and just kind of stay there, I, I don't or, like care hide, about
1: or like hide under the car. Doinks
0: in hoods are not going to scare me into getting crushed by a vehicle.
1: And then the jack, I, like the jack like kicks out, and it's amazing like he didn't get hurt or anything.
0: He's because there is going to be a little bounce, and oh, yeah. he would have been crushed... And then trapped.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> but yes,
0: he's he's fine. He's stuck. And Jody, who has been drinking at the Doom Cantina all day long. He's been, because,
1: he's been pounding those Equis. Because
0: he was just chilling with the bartender. And he's like, hey, did that chick come in? And he's like, nah, man, I haven't seen that chick. And then it goes to nighttime. He's still there. And then he goes to help his brother out from underneath the car.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a big fan of the dosekis. Yes, um, they were
0: drinking dosekis. They were. Oh, we should be eating ice cream and drinking dosekis for this episode.
1: <laughs> Jody, <laughs> this was actually pretty funny. So he's like, I heard the, the like the like the noises again, like the the thing. So, you sure it's not the retarded kid up the street, <laughs> Timmy? <laughs> Timmy, <laughs> that was great. He's like, it's just a retarded kid, Timmy, up the street. Like, okay. So, Michael's pissed. He doesn't, be, you know, because Jody doesn't believe him. So, he leaves the house. He
0: puts this new, huge knife in yeah, his where sock. Where does he get this knife? Didn't he have like a little knife holster yeah, in his sock? It, it, in his sock. Yeah. He knifes up. And behind him, did you notice his badass moon landing, like, poster? Like, took up like the whole wall. Yeah, it was a wall poster. That thing was awesome.
1: <laughs> he runs to the funeral home. And, of course, he's trying to. You would assume he's trying to get in, like, on announced and stuff like that, so he kicks in the window.
0: Yeah, he's very quiet, climbing over the gate of Morningside Mortuary. Can I just say, I do not like Morningside as the name of a cemetery. It sounds more like a greasy spoon diner. It's true. Yeah, it does. (laughs) But yeah, he kicks in the window. Mad glass everywhere. I'm surprised he didn't cut himself.
1: Right. And so he works his way um, into the casket room.
0: Right. With a lighter. He didn't bring a flashlight. He thought enough no. to bring a giant knife.
1: Well, you know, if he had his little toy lantern, you might have had a little bit better of a chance.
0: Yep. So, let's
1: so yeah, see. He's got this little lighter, goes into the casket room, and this guy kind of walks in, because I'm assuming he heard him kick in the window. Right. So he hides in a casket, and it's... actually, it was pretty smart, like, how he held the... Held the casket open with the lighter.
0: Right, crack so he could he could see.
1: Yeah, that was that was actually pretty clever. So then the tall man comes in and kinda like calls the guy back. So I'm guessing that was like a caretaker or a Yeah, he
0: was uh listed as caretaker in the credits. Yeah.
1: Mike leaves, gets out of the casket, Groundskeeper catches him in that like vault room.
0: Right, with all the, the drawers for the bodies.
1: Yeah. So he's got the kid in like a headlock or whatever, and then he just bites the shit out of his
0: arm. Dude, he took a chunk out of that guy's arm. That was gross. So,
1: um, all of a sudden, we see our sphere.
0: Yes, we see our first sentinel sphere come around the corner. Blades out. That thing is awesome.
1: (laughs) It's actually pretty cool. And then just hits the dude right in the forehead.
0: The caretaker, yeah. Totally missed its target.
1: And then all of a sudden, this drill, drill comes out, drills in between his eyes, and then, like... Blood just starts to like spewing out like a hose. I must have laughed for like five minutes after this scene. Like I yeah, had to
0: pause the movie. It drained his skull of all of its brain. It he was just like shooting super soaker blood like out of his <laughs> forehead.
1: Like I said, I, I had to pause the movie just because I, I laughed for like five ten minutes.
0: Yeah, so he falls to the ground, and I'm surprised that there wasn't blood everywhere. But that might have taken away from the piss coming out of him yeah. which almost gave this movie an x rating really for piss hmm. guy pissed himself and the
1: next the next line so we see that michael sees the uh sees the the tall, yeah, man, the and tall man and, and they kind of do
0: that little mambo dance like mike takes one step forward tall man's takes man. one step forward and then he's just like um oh, shit,
1: shit. <laughs> oh shit so they chase he chases them basically throughout the um funeral home, Mike slams the door in his hand.
0: Yeah, that hurts, man.
1: That does hurt. And he takes his friggin' like Bowie knife that he had stuffed in his... Bowie
0: knife. It's like a a little machete. Stuffed in his sock. Yeah, hacks. Hacks off his fingers. Yellow blood everywhere. Yellow mustardy blood. Yes, it was gross, but it's delicious.
1: And he kept one. He kept a finger. As you do. He kept a finger. You know?
0: Nothing, Nothing gives more proof of something supernatural happening than a cut off finger dipped in mustard.
1: <laughs> you got to believe me now. Great and great in appetizers.
0: So um oh let, let me uh just mention so the can- the caretaker is played by Ken Jones. Apparently this uh shoot went on very long and he was too tired to take off his makeup before he headed home. He actually got pulled over. <laughs> And the cop did not believe his story about making a movie and was very <laughs> suspicious of him That's with his death makeup.
1: That's pretty hilarious. So they end up, Mike ends up running, and then he's chased by doinks. Doink, doink. Doink, doink. So he's escape, he escapes, but he ends up losing a shoe. Yep. So we cut back home, and he's sitting on his shag carpet stairs with a shotgun.
0: Falls asleep with the gun on on his lap. Oh, man. Can't tell you how many times I, I've been there. Yeah. So Jody takes the gun from him. Oh,
1: that's right. He, unload, he un- unloads, the unloads
0: shells. the shells, and he's basically like, "What the fuck?" So Mike shows him the box, and well, did he though? Yeah, he, yeah, he did. And he, I don't think he, so. He was very quick to believe. He's like, "Okay, I believe you." Jesus. With like almost no explanation.
1: Right.
0: So then, oh yeah. So
1: so later on, so he's Michael's up in his room, and the box is like shaking. Yeah. So then Michael's up in his room and the box is, like, shaking.
0: Yeah, because weren't they going to bring it to the police? They were. And then he opens it up and it's... A critter bug.
1: It, yeah, little, a very strong little critter bug. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, apparently that little bug can, you know, take two people and throw them across, like, the room, like, while they're trying to hold on to
0: it. Yeah, that thing was uh, very strong.
1: Imagine trying to act that, like, here, hold on to this, like, jacket, and just, like, flail all across, like, the... <laughs> Pretend
0: the jacket is throwing you around like a ragdoll.
1: So there's that, and then the... So they throw him into the garbage disposal. <laughs> and apparently the only thing that gets chewed up is the jacket.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Reggie comes in. He's like, hey, guys, what's going on? I, what the fuck is going on here? Okay, so before
1: that, <laughs> I had a little bit of an issue... An issue. So he comes in. He goes, "Hey, Mike." He's like, "You wanna, you wanna like go do the rounds with me?" You know, it's pretty hot out there. You know, it's gonna fly off the shelves. He's wearing a sweater.
0: Yeah, because he is inside the ice cream truck.
1: Jody's also wearing a leather jacket. It can't be that hot out.
0: Jody is fucking cool. He's like the Fonz, man. Do you ever see the Fonzie without his leather jacket? He goes to the beach and jumps over sharks in a <laughs> leather jacket. This is the 70s. You wear your leather jacket everywhere. Reggie's an ice cream vendor. He works in a very cold truck. Fine. But yeah, that's bullshit. (laughs) Jody gives uh, Mike a very good gun lesson. Warning shots are bullshit. You never pull a gun on a man unless you plan to use it. And you never shoot a man unless you plan to kill him. Warning shots are bullshit.
1: That's what he says. So Jody goes to the funeral home to like check out, you know, where he goes.
0: Goes into the same broken window.
1: Same broken window. Goes in like this, like wig falls like in a styrofoam head, like falls like in his hands.
0: Yeah, and he almost shoots his fucking hand off.
1: Yeah. Um, He gets attacked by a uh, hooded doink. Doink, doink. And then he shot him. Yep. He shot the doink. So he gets out, and then the hearse starts like chasing after him. Yep, like full blown, like like, he, like running full speed, basically almost running him over.
0: Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna shoot the driver, stand directly in the middle of the road, yeah, like everybody does in movies.
1: Yeah. So then after that, um, Jody's car shows up, which ends up being Mike. So then they're driving on the road. Turns out the hearse is the hearse catches up. But the hearse is driving itself.
0: Yeah, it's like one of those uh, self-driving vehicles.
1: Mm. Also, apparently, if you shoot the hood once, it falls off.
0: That's good to know.
1: Just want to take out a hood, just shoot it once.
0: Yeah. It just, and, so ju- it, and it
1: flies off, disconnects, and everything.
0: So they end up stopping the car. Yeah. And it wasn't being driven by itself. It was being driven by one of the, the dwarves. Right, which
1: turned out to be... Tommy. Ding, doink Tommy. Doink Tommy. Doink Tommy.
0: Half, half size. Like yes. he was shrunk. Yeah. Like, what were those? Remember you put them in the oven? The, a Shrinky Dinks.
1: Shrinky Dinks, dinks. yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, shrinky Dinks. Shrinky Dink Dink. We actually have some of those. So, I believe Jody calls, like, Reggie. So, He's oh, Reggie, bring the truck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they put Tommy's body in the back. He's like, it's not going to leak all over my ice cream, is he, man? No kidding. <laughs> That's Gross. You're not keeping that ice cream, are you? They sell that to kids and be like, what's this yellow stuff all over the ice cream? It's
1: mustard. It's
0: delicious. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so Reggie loads
1: Tommy up into the truck and we, uh, it looks like Jody called a couple of his friends, a couple of his female friends. Yes. Uh, Sally and, um, what was the other girl's name?
0: I don't know, but they run a, uh, antique shop.
1: Yes. So we go to Sally's shop, I believe it's her shop, and uh, so Mike's going through pictures. It's like this old picture of in front of uh, the Morningside uh, funeral home of this dude on a horse and carriage, like horse and buggy thing, turns out to be the tall man.
0: Yes, and he turns his face to look at Mike just to show you that it definitely is the tall man. It is absolutely. Moving pictures.
1: Moving, yes, this is before, before Harry Potter time, so...
0: I was gonna say it. It reminded me of when Mike Hanlon is showing them the old timey pictures, and you can see Pennywise the dancing clown.
1: Yeah. So he asks them to bring him home, and uh, he sees a wreckage on the side of the road, which apparently is uh, Reggie's uh, flipped over ice cream truck.
0: Yep. No Reggie.
1: No Reggie. Reggie's gone. Tommy Doink is gone, and the uh, the car is attacked by the uh, by the Doinks.
0: Before they get a chance to get any of that ice cream, no one got to save the ice cream. It's a shame. So they get attacked. So the car, car takes off. Mike falls out the back. Yeah, th- this this whole scene was weird. So the girls get freaked out because the doinks are shaking the car. Mike falls out of the car, and the girls just take off.
1: Yeah, they just left him.
0: <laughs> Peace they, out, little they, shit.
1: They just fucking left him. Falls out the back window. Jody goes... Wherever he went on his own. Yeah, so
0: Jody was resting and he he gets visions of the marble hallways. And he sees the tall man in zombies too.
1: Right. So that was kind of a weird thing. So he had like this. Yeah, like
0: they're they're sharing uh, dreams. Mm. Hmm. Very interesting.
1: So back at the house, Mike and Jody kind of have like this this, this argument. So he's like, I'm going to go back. You know, I want to come with you. No. So he locks Mike in his room. With a screwdriver.
0: Yeah, jams the, the screwdriver in there to keep so, him in there.
1: So, it looked like the door opened, like, inside. It, it, it seemed to me like that screwdriver. Like he did it the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I feel like that would have done nothing. And also, there was already a hole kicked in the door. Did you notice that?
0: No. No. But, uh, the most dangerous... Stunt that Mike pulls in this whole movie. He does like a crazy MacGyver move to get out of this room. <laughs> he,
1: grabs a, he grabs a shotgun shell.
0: Attaches a, it, it, the, the pin.
1: Yeah, and the, it attaches it to a hammer. It continues to blow a hole in the friggin' door.
0: Good yes, job. That's super you're doing... unsafe. I do not recommend trying that at home. Do not. Do not do that If you're home. on punishment and you're sent to your room, just... Do the time you did the crime. Do not blow yourself out of that room.
1: Also, say they have a lot of weapons just lying around the house.
0: Gotta protect yourself, man. Was it ever said how their parents died? No,
1: I don't. Think I so. feel
0: like they must have been murdered horribly for them <laughs> to have all these weapons.
1: I don't think it was ever ever uh, said. Yeah. So he blows a hole in the door. Tall man basically meets him at the door hey, at the front door. How's it going? Boy, I've been waiting for you So he basically kind of steals him Throws him like, Nabs a, him up Nabs him up Throws him in the hearse So while inside the hearse Somehow Michael is able to shoot out the tire
0: From like, in the trunk Or In the back you Yeah know, So
1: basically went through like the wheel body well area He shot basically through the wheel well And blew out the tire And basically he tucked and rolled
0: Yep This kid is falling out of cars left and right
1: No kidding Car hits a pole, it explodes.
0: Yeah, that was, that was something. That was very realistic.
1: Yeah. So Jody, who's back at the, uh, at the crematorium, he goes to, he's checking his parents' crypt.
0: (laughs) Can I just ask? So, he blows out the wheel well, right? Why wouldn't he just shoot the tall man? Or at least attempt to shoot the tall man?
1: I don't know. I could not tell you the answer to that question.
0: Fucking kids. Yeah, so Jody's yeah, looking but, at his parents' grave.
1: But then the movie would be twenty five minutes shorter.
0: That's true. Well, it could just show you that Tall Man doesn't die by bullets. Yeah,
1: that's true too. So, so
0: now we won't know.
1: So Jody Jody's at his parents' um, crypt. <laughs>
0: yeah, and he's their kind of dr- like, their drawer. <laughs>
1: yeah, their drawer. So so he pulled out the casket. I don't he did, I don't think he opened it.
0: No, he he was trying to. He's trying to like will himself to do it. Right. And he just couldn't. He couldn't uh, look in. Right. Pussied out.
1: So Mike shows up a little bit later, and the, uh, like the ball, the sphere.
0: Yeah, but before the sphere showed, he shows you that Mike has the balls to look in the uh, casket. Right. And no, that's right. empty.
1: Sure. Right. So the sphere kind of like makes its way around towards Michael. Jody comes out of nowhere as the hero. The shotgun blows the thing away.
0: Blast it to smithereens. Yeah. So at least the, the sentinel spheres can be killed by...
1: Right. You can just yeah. apparently shoot those out of the sky.
0: Kind of like uh, drones.
1: So they start to... Uh, so they look at that. There's that door, which I don't know if they showed it before. I yeah, they, they
0: did they show it one, one time before. I wanted to say my beef with this black door. The uh, like ceramic artwork. Oh, it was like, Heads? Like Greek yeah. heads over it. It was not centered over the door, and that bothered the shit out of me. Like, who the hell hung that? It's true. So,
1: they're about to go through the door. Reggie?
0: Hey, Reggie's not dead! He's
1: fine. What the fuck, man? Out of nowhere. Hey, guys, how's it going?
0: This did, this did bother me, because not only is he not dead... No, I didn't want him to die, don't get me wrong. But he has this whole fantastical story about how he, like... Got out of there. He saved a bunch of girls. And, you know, he sent them off running towards the woods. And he said they ran, like, scared deer or some shit like that. Like, why don't we see that scene? I don't like, That I seemed that like it would have been pretty that, cool.
1: That would have been entertaining. Absolutely. So if they go into this room with, like, it looked like oil barrels.
0: Stacks and stacks of black barrels.
1: Yeah. They're looking around. Mike sees these two metal posts.
0: Yes, much like the tuning fork that Reggie had earlier in the film.
1: Yeah, that was, I was, see, I didn't know at the time, I'm like, what the fuck is going on with the tuning fork? Like at first. So, so yeah, he sticks his hand in between the things and apparently it seems to go into... It just disappears. Right.
0: Well, it's to us.
1: Right. So he's like, he goes back to... uh, like what the psychic said, you know... Star
0: you know. smiles, she told him, Don't fear. Don't
1: fear. And gets sucked into another world. Yes. Apparently it's Doink World.
0: Yeah, so this is apparently the, uh, the planet, the home planet for Tall Man species or whatever, and it looks very red, and you see just like a bunch of the Doinks um, carrying those barrels. And as soon as jody and reggie pull mike back he just has all of this knowledge Mm. just from seeing that so it's just like implanted into his head he's like okay the the doinks are all these bodies they're being shrunk and used as slaves right on a place that looks like mars
1: yes the red planet yeah um so then the lights the lights go out power's out power's out
0: come on check the breakers
1: mike gets attacked and he's gone just gone somehow it seems like jody made it out of that room yep with no lights
0: jody's good
1: jody, apparently he's good reggie is kind of like still in that room although he almost gets kind of sucked in right so he he like touched i think
0: well, he realizes that the right well the...
1: jody well well first of all jody was while he's out and around running outside the stabby chick shows up. Yeah, he
0: gets creeped on by the lavender uh, right. lady. So
1: she's chilling behind him, and so Reggie touches those two posts.
0: Right, he's he. I think he gets the idea that it's kind of like a tuning fork. So he kind of is trying to, to use it, and he opens the portal, and all the barrels are being sucked in there, yeah. and he's just hanging on the floor,
1: right. trying
0: not to get sucked into.
1: Right. So and he's able to 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 weasel his way out.
0: Yeah, it was wicked windy.
1: So he he runs out of the building, and runs into the chick, stabby girl. Right. Is there is there a name for her?
0: Yeah, she's the uh, the lady in lavender. That that's 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 her credit. That's her credit. Okay. Lady in lavender.
1: Okay.
0: Played by Kathy Lester.
1: Okay. So he goes to help her, and what do you know? She just stabs him.
0: Hey, you didn't call her stabby bitch for nothing. It's true. Poor Reg. And oh my god! So Jody and Mike just bounce. <laughs> they just leave him. Oh, you can't. <laughs> you can't help him. Let's get the fuck out of here. And they. they I just, believe it was leave him. He's dead. <laughs> leave him. He's dead. They just. They just bounce.
1: <laughs> they go back to the house, and so of course Mike's looking around for like ammo. Tall man
0: shows up at the window. Well, Jody had planned this. To set a trap for him,
1: right at the at the um, like abandoned mine shaft or something, right?
0: Right.
1: And they're gonna send that bastard straight to hell, is what I believe he said. Yes. Something like that. And so, tall man shows up at the window, blasts through the window, and so Mike runs upstairs to his room, and then the tall man breaks through like a door or something like that, and he's just like, "Boy, boy." boy. You play a good game, but now you die. Yes. That's what he said. You know, he
0: doesn't have very many lines in this movie. He does not. But the lines he does have, he <laughs> fucking kills. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: so he chases him. Tall Man finds him. You know, they're running away, and he gets kind of stuck in the mud. Like, Michael gets stuck in the mud. And he goes back to... Uh, star smile I guess whatever it is just like you know your fear right like yeah
0: because now the, the mud is the mud, he's got
1: hands coming out of the mud and everything right. like that
0: don't fear Michael
1: so, and he's able to get out of that and he has to confront his fear with um, Lavender Stabby Chick yep so they lure him to the mine shaft
0: right so they get Tall Man to chase Michael all the way to this mine shaft where he falls in And he's hanging there, and it looks like he's going to pull himself up. Out of nowhere, giant boulders start coming off the top of this cliff that's over them. Luckily, not killing Mike. (laughs) And just, all the boulders just land perfectly on top of this mineshaft, trapping the tall man. And then we see that it was uh, Jody. Yes, He crashed into the boulders, sent them tumbling over.
1: So... After that, all of a sudden, and, ah, God, God, I hated this so much. So, all of a sudden, Michael just wakes up.
0: Yes. It was all a dream.
1: Everything was a dream. So, apparently, he's been with Reggie. Yeah. And he said, you know, you, you haven't you haven't slept in, you know, a couple weeks like, oh, but Jody this and Jody that, you know, this and that. I can't, you know, I don't know if we trapped him.
0: Jody died in a car wreck. What?
1: After the funeral for his parents.
0: So Uh, Jody's dead. Reggie is very much alive. And Michael's having these nightmares.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the scar on Michael's face is gone.
0: Yeah, and uh, Reggie's basically like, all right, we need to chill. We're going to go take a road trip. You know, I'm not going to leave you. Don't worry about that. I know I'm not your brother, but I'm going to (laughs) try.
1: I'm not going to be as good as Jody, but...
0: Yeah, so Mike goes upstairs to pack, and all of a sudden, the tall man appears.
1: In the... Boy! That was... Actually, that was pretty cool, though.
0: That was really cool. And then Mike gets grabbed by hands that crash through the mirror and drag him in. End credits.
1: End credits, yes.
0: So, it begs the question... Mike is having nightmares throughout this whole movie. He wakes up. Everything that we've known about like the past, I don't know whatever the runtime is, is uh, was a dream or was it? Whose dream was it? Jody was having very similar dreams to Mike. So basically, I think this was all in Mike's head, just like his uh friend Star Smile said. It's all in your head. Don't fear, Michael. And he's just trying to get over the deaths of his ba- his whole family. Yeah. I'm so sure. his abandonment issues, his fear of death is why basically we're hanging out in the graveyard in a mortuary through half of the movie. Right. So he's he's afraid that Reggie's going to die and yep. he's going to be abandoned by Reggie now. I mean, that's all I got for you. Yeah.
1: Well, that basically sums it up. Because... I had to watch it a second I had to watch it a second time because like they're like no oh, Jody's dead wait what
0: yeah, it's just completely out of left field just like um so Reggie dies twice in this movie, comes back twice and then Jody just dies off screen
1: right
0: very little deaths in this movie.
1: I was just hoping for so many more
0: deaths, especially after we saw the uh, caretaker get killed. Right, and like he got killed so brutally and hilariously, he pissed himself. I, I wanted more of that.
1: No kidding. Um, see, now I, I have to go. I have to go watch the other ones. though. And hope for more spherical deaths.
0: Yeah. So actually, uh, Joe Bob's Red Christmas on Shudder for Christmas. He did a Phantasm marathon, so he does part one. 345 skips over 2 his reason being that they blow up the hemi cuda and he just can't stand for that. <laughs> so in the in this movie so Jody's car is a 1971 it's a 344 speed barracuda which I guess they made it up to look like a 440s hemi cuda. Yeah. So yeah, badass car right there.
1: It was um also a pretty big shout out to Coscarelli for basically writing, directing, shooting, he basically did everything himself.
0: Coscarelli. Coscarelli. Yeah, so he I guess he was pretty pretty young when he made this. Yeah. And it
1: basically put him on the map too.
0: Yeah, he renting uh, like all the film equipment from a studio and he'd rent it on Friday. He wouldn't have to return it till Monday because of the, you know, they closed on the weekend. So he actually got 3-day rental. Out of his, you know, one-day payment, so that save him a bit of money. It was just, like, cool shit like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I will.
0: So, back into the whole dream thing. So, Don Coscarelli got the whole idea for this movie by having a nightmare, mm. where he's running down these marble corridors, being chased by this, you know, this chrome sphere with wicked needles, Wicked Needles. I
1: would I would not like that dream.
0: Yeah, so he's like, eh, that could be something there. Another fun fact, Motorhead's Ace of Spades. Yep. Ace of Spades! Supposedly written about this movie loosely. Huh. So Lemmy's watching this movie. They're in the theater, and he's joking that Mike's head looked like an Ace of Spades because of his, like, Weird girly haircut. That's funny. So he just takes out a pen. He just starts writing down the lyrics. To Ace of Spades.
1: So I guess um, when they were doing the casting for this, um, Angus Grim was was basically told he was going to be playing an alien. Okay. And um, so he's just like, okay, like. Am I like playing like what country am I coming from like what what's this? <laughs> he's like so you know I can work on like an accent this this and that and he's like um like no you're you're gonna be like an an alien alien. It's like oh okay so what kind of
0: accent is that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I guess that kind of tells us that well you know he's some sort of an alien.
0: Well yeah I mean we saw his planet his scary red planet. A scary red planet with slave dwarves. So now, is he shape shifting as the tall man? I wonder what his actual being looks like.
1: Yeah.
0: What's your rating? God. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a five brain one.
1: Just uh, I, I felt like it was all over the. Pl- I mean, I know it's like it's a it's a classic.
0: It, it really is. It's all over the place because it's a nightmare. It's nice. not supposed to be right. Fluid for like faces change. Um, one thing that I loved was um, some of the dialogue was like overdubbed in other scenes when they transitioned, yeah. like that kind of giving you like the fluid motions, even though it's like something completely different. Yeah, I, I really did enjoy that. The first time I ever saw this movie, I didn't really care for it. Mm-hmm. But like rewatching it years later, it definitely uh, grew on me a little bit. A little bit.
1: I'm going to give it three. I'm going to give it three brains. brains. I'm also giving it three brains. brains. Good movie. I mean, I would I would definitely watch... I mean, I'll, I'll watch it again, you know, when it's on. But, uh... Yeah.
0: When it's on. I when wish... is it ever on?
1: It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was hoping for more deaths.
0: Yeah, more deaths would have definitely... You know... Upped it a little bit.
1: Because I, I always... I always... Thought a horror movie should have multiple deaths, but yes, you know, um, kill them all, all but one.
0: There could be only
1: one. Boy.
0: <laughs> all right. Um. I guess we can jump into horror, babe of the month. This month we are going with
1: uh, Nev Campbell.
0: Nev Campbell. Yes.
1: One of my biggest crushes in high school.
0: Really. From Party of Five or Scream?
1: Uh, scream, Wild Things. Everyone knows Wild Things.
0: I'm not familiar with Wild Things. Is that a? Uh, is that something good? Should I see that?
1: Yeah, there's only about five minutes. You need to see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so Wild Things, obviously. Um, so she started, I believe, like around age eight. She wanted to be a, a ballerina, and she got a bunch of dance injuries. Which led her to theater. Her first, or one of her first roles, was in Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Party of Five and Scream. She was in an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. She was. Tales of the Dangerous Soup. Although,
1: gee, you know, and I know I've mentioned this show before, but I was a big um, House of Cards fan. She showed up in the last two seasons. So, of course, like at this point, she's, you know, in her mid to late 40s, maybe. I think. Okay. Um, I thought she was hotter than ever.
0: Aging like wine. Oh, my God. And she was also in The Craft. That was a good one. Craft, yes. With Feruza fru- fru- Balk. But, you know, obviously, most people know her as Sydney Prescott. Yes. And she went through the whole Scream movie series, anyway. I don't want to say the whole franchise, because they right. have the, the TV show, too. Right. But that's pretty rare for one actress to make it through multiple movies so cheers Cheers. to you Nev Campbell
1: (laughs) absolutely Um, so I think that's about
0: it yeah I did also want to do a little bit of fan feedback we got reached out to on Twitter Mm. let's see if I can find it now do 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 where the fuck is it? Here we go. So, I'ds Watcher tweeted at us. Horror newbie here, raised hand emoji. Do you have any FAQs or a starter kit for someone looking to get hooked into the genre the right way? Oh, of course. We've got a, a bunch of suggestions. To start, I would suggest. Ooh. A gateway horror comedy like Monster Squad. Mm -hmm. Something to get your feet wet. Um, Obviously, Return of the Living Dead, which we did. Check out that episode. Check out the archives. Going to, you know, classic route. Nightmare on Elm Street. And if you want something fresh, I just saw this movie, Ready or Not, recently. That movie is awesome.
1: Is it? See, I don't know if I would go Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. See, like my, my for, what was your first horror movie you
0: ever saw? I ever saw? Yeah. Fucked if I know, man. I don't know.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, it was not Nightmare on Elm Street. It was not Friday the 13th. I wasn't allowed to watch those movies. See, so it, it would was... have been something that would be on like WLVI Channel 56 yeah. on like a Saturday afternoon. See, for me,
1: it, w- it was the first,
0: uh, the original Friday the
1: 13th was actually the first one that I ever saw. So you know we're going we're going through the, the video store and I knew of you know the Jason character the hockey mask and everything like that and me being you know a big like hockey fan it's like it's like that is awesome
0: hockey and murder
1: well you might as well and I was probably eight years old at the time eight nine years old so like might as well start at the beginning yeah so and of course I remember going and my father the videotape and he's just like. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Alright. <laughs> it's you, not me.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. And yeah.
1: um so and I was so disappointed. I've never been so disappointed, just he obviously wasn't in the movie. <laughs> but as as but as for like getting into I kinda wish I found like a more like comedy thing because it did kind of give me nightmares for like a little while
0: yeah it's a little little much for an eight nine year old
1: but yeah i I would have much rather have done something like um monster squad even the gate have you seen the gate
0: yeah i saw the gate
1: um something like that
0: yeah a little lighter fare
1: yeah the first nightmare on elm street is still freaky to me yeah before like he turned all like comedy You know, kind of, that first one. Yeah, his,
0: like, yeah, he definitely, like, the further that he went on, a lot of more one-liners, and... So, once
1: you, once you kind of, like, build up your tolerance is when you can start getting into, getting into that kind of stuff, like, the more darker, I don't know, the Japanese have some crazy, like, shit. The Italians, too, like, some, like, Argento movies are pretty fucked up.
0: Yeah, I definitely wouldn't recommend one of those right out the gate. (laughs) Yeah, so I think that does it for us.
1: Yes. Um, like us on Facebook, uh, Fans of the Dead. Um, you can find us on iTunes, uh,
0: Podomatic, Spotify. Hit the subscribe button. Like, like, like. You can follow us on Twitter at Fans of the Dead One. That's the number one. Hit us up with some feedback, fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think.
1: Absolutely. Anything we can do different? Suggestions? Movies you want us to do? Yeah,
0: man. Send us some uh, requests. All right. Have fun. Be safe. Peace. Doodles.